podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sleep Suplex Retweet. Hello everyone, welcome back to Saturday Draft Live after you just watched us in the live stream. Hopefully you've not made that the most disliked live stream on our YouTube channel, much like the, the much like the segment that came about last night on SmackDown becoming the most disliked video on YouTube. We'll try and provide our story just that little bit better. Uh, on hand today, we are talking about the, the tag team selections that have been made for the upcoming season of our fantasy draft. I'm joined by Ryan Lewis. Ryan, how you doing? I'm absolutely superb. Ready to rock and roll. Excellent stuff. And we're also joined by David Hockney. Dave, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. We're starting a new story with season 20, but seems like in other cases, some folk won't quite get to finish the story they wanted. This is a fucking, it's an absolute shambles, but we do what we do best. We moan and we carry on, because that's what SDL is all about. Obviously, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever we get our podcasts. You can check us out there. We've got our website, suplexretweet.com. It's got our our full back catalogue of all our previous shows, such as our central shows, our feature shows, East and East West, and every other good bit of podcasting-related programme we've done in the past. We've got our Twitter channel, uh, Suplex Retweet. We've got our Facebook page, we've got our Instagram, we've got our TikTok, wherever you can find us, we're there. Uh, obviously, we do have the Listeners League as well. They've not made their teams yet. They've got up until... Literally the minute before Monday Night Raw starts, if you want to get involved in the Listeners League, give any of the socials a, a, a message to get involved. Give myself, Dave, Ryan or Stephen a message to get involved. Any member of the podcast actually want to get involved, just let them know that they can let one of us so we can get it sorted. We want to see as many folk as possible as we possibly can get in, involved in this Listeners League. It's always a, a, a fun section to do. But lads, as they do not have... Uh, Teams made yet, we are going to be analysing the seven teams that were made on the draft show. And I think we should start with last season's winner alongside the the man that has captured everyone's hearts in the past couple of seasons of the draft with the dice. We do have just two guys in some dice, Scott McLeod and Grant McRobbie. A quick look at our team here. Drew McIntyre, Samoa Joe, Lyra Valkyria, the acclaimed, Sozakoa and Tiffany Stratton. Obviously Drew McIntyre as the captain for this team, and Dave, I'll quickly, quickly go to you. Just like kind of without without kind of going straight into kind of analysis of points or anything. How how do you feel this is on paper? All in all, it's looking pretty good. I mean, Drew's obviously a very solid pick come this WrestleMania season. You've got a very strong tag team in the acclaimed, and you've got a, two very strong female picks with the NXT Women's Champion Lyra Valkyria and the newest signee to SmackDown, Tiffany Stratton. Ah, it's, it's looking. It's definitely looking good. Uh, and we can I look at I look at the kind of the, the, the top scorers for, for last season, Ryan. Obviously, they do have uh, like some more, some more Joe who was on my team uh, last season. He managed to get a good uh, twenty-one points in the end with the the, the AEW World Title at the, at the kind of the uh, World Gen Pay Per View. Is there any other kind of big scores you can see coming up for um, Scott and Grant's team? Well. We don't entirely uh, know the full direction with Drew McIntyre, but he did score 20, uh, 22 points last season. You've got 
Lyra Valkyria obviously got gold around her waist. Uh, not entirely sure for how long, but she's got gold. And Tiffany's just signed for SmackDown as well. So we'd really, uh, you know, the world's their oyster, but we'll see how far they can run with it. Um, obviously, you can't really out there claimed uh, showing up in multiple shows for AW unless her name's David Campbell. Uh, but other than that, I think not bad considering their drafting last. I think we look at it, obviously, Drew McIntyre got 22 points last season. Lyra Valkyria got 22 points last season. Samoa Joe got 21 points. So half the team is pretty kind of uh, hitting about the same batting average for, for points there, looking at that. So it could it could turn out to be a very, very well thought out season. Obviously, Tiffany Stratton's just came up to SmackDown. As Dave said, they're claimed uh, are, are part of the AEW six-man, three-man, whatever you could call it, champions. Uh, and Sosa Co is obviously going to be a, play a fixture in the kind of bloodline story. So I think for, for drafting last, obviously the, the snake draft does help a lot in this situation now. But I think uh, we've got to say this, they've been able to draft very well with a, with a half, half dice, half actual pick. So I think they've got to be they've got to be very happy. But next mm-hmm. we'll go we'll go to uh, one of our one of our listeners' league competitors coming up. I believe uh, the the man that he he won the the listeners' league at Akanta after the the, the Royal Rumble results. Uh, Gary Morris he finds himself teamed up with Ross McLeod. They have called themselves the Lynchpins. Now obviously Becky Lynch is the captain along with Jay so. Tony Storm, Dominic Mysterio, the Young Bucks, and Randy Orton. I think this is quite a very strong team on paper, Ryan. What's, what's your thoughts? Uh, I think immediately uh, you can't uh, forget Becky's rumour to be the favourite to win the Chamber. And the Chamber offers a lot of points. Um, so they must be absolutely gleaming with the idea of having uh, Becky getting Becky uh, pick four. Uh, you've also got a member Judgment Day and Dominic Mysterio round four. We know uh, Judgment Day is Dominic's the last two seasons as well. And I, I just really can't fault. There's a lot of consistency in this uh, team. You've got Tony Storm uh, uh, doing amazing things over in AW as well with the Timeless gimmick. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of this team, I must say. Uh, she's got a, she's got a title defence coming up at AEW Revolution as well. I think the the good thing I would say about this team, day before you kind of bring us some stats, is that every person on that team looks like they'll be in a sizable program for whatever show they're on. Come to the end of the big pay per view of either Revolution or WrestleMania. Yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, I think Dom's plans were thrown in a bit disarray because of Brock Lesnar's. Allegations against him has sort of dropped them off creative plans a little bit. But I think we've got a, a good Jay versus Jimmy angle building for WrestleMania. Randy Orton might be a bit of a of an anomaly going into Mania, but I can see him maybe feuding with Solo further down the line. So at least they've all got something to look forward to. And Tony Storm was a huge get given, you know, she's got a title defense coming up at, at Revolution. And yeah, if for those of you that watch the live stream, you could see my reaction. Uh to Tony Storm getting taken off the board literally before it was before it was our next turn. So I think they've picked up, they've capitalized on some good opportunities, and yeah, I think they've got a very very solid team for this mania season. I absolutely Tony Tony Storm 
did get uh, drafted last season in uh, We Matateers team. 50 points overall, and that was obviously with the captaincy applied, getting sixth in the, the standings altogether. I think that that, that showed value. And, and Tony Storm, Tony Storm actually dropped to the third round. When you, when you look at it, she was second round last year. She dropped to the third round this year. I think that maybe showed her even more about how much of a good get that that could be. I think that's a that's a, that's a great pick as well. Do, uh, do bear in mind that uh, we do have half the teams drafting though, so that's a bit distorted. That because yeah, he but, now uh, might be turn on our season just to be that guy. <laughs> I was talking about this earlier. There's the argument that with there only being seven folk, that some folk are going to drop down to the bottom or like lower in the in the rounds. But is there an argument to be made that with there being only seven teams, obviously I guess still 14 folk, do folk panic on who they should be drafting in the tag season and overthink it rather than just going for simplicity? Yes. Yeah, I definitely felt that vibe on the selection, especially when you're in a when you're in a hosting duty and you have to consider your teammates' thoughts as well. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of picks that have dropped down quite a bit and there's some picks that have came up to the very top, which I'm I'm quite surprised at myself of, of what we've seen, which wouldn't happen in any other season but a tag season. So I think folk I don't think folk draft correctly in this kind of season. Purely just with the overthinking of trying to work with another person. But when you look at the teams on paper, I think Ross and Gary Morris have kind of combated that, and I think they've been able to draft a very good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Even when, when you're right in the middle as well, you know, the stake draft doesn't really help that, but they've done they've done well given the position they're in. Absolutely. And we'll go we'll go to our other listeners' league compared to this game after winning the Listeners League Cup it is a returning Robert fucking Shaw and he is he is with none other than our Listeners League combatant from ages ago that did obviously win with David Campbell in the last tag season and has earned his rightful place in the draft by winning that they are known as the draft bastards of Tom Brock and Robert Shaw they have Gunther Damien Priest Jade Cargill Ellie Knight Naya yeah. and Street Profits I think this it's I think this team could be a, a very mixed. I don't. I think you could probably tell with my skepticism of not really knowing what I can say. I, I have very mixed feelings about this team, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do I. Like having thought about it on the live selection show, I think there's a ton of potential there, but I think it's possibly going to get squandered a little bit purely because of maybe some events out with our control other times you know you sort of think there's a lot of uncertainty as well you know i think la knight's been rumored to face logan paul at mania nia jacks has got that title match with ripley against in australia but likely to probably lose that and yeah i think jade cargill's sort of the biggest anomaly in this meanwhile senor dinero in el banco is sort of just lingering around with his thumb up his arse at the minute Aye, right. What, what's, what's your thoughts? Obviously, I made the full path saying Jade Cargill didn't get drafted last year, but obviously she did. She got drafted kind of kind of near the near the end. Uh, she's going round three. We've got Nia Jax going round five. Damien Priest in round two. 
it's a it's a very mixed bag team, and I feel like it's a, it's a team where a lot of things need to go right. But saying that, obviously, Gunnar got forty three points last season. He he was able to get um, in the top ten overall. He was ninth overall. Still running our continental champions. They're still doing great things there. Damien Priest, fifty eight points overall. He was third for the season for yourself. So it's they they two there could be a huge driving force for this team, but. With the uncertainty of things that have happened right now with different injuries and probably WrestleMania programming going up in the air, I feel like these two picks, they need they need it to go right. If it goes right, it'll go great. Even if it doesn't go as right as what it could be, I don't think the points could be there of what they potentially think they could get. Yeah, um, I do agree with a lot with yourself and David said, but I will put a bit of a positive spin on it, uh, which isn't something I do very often in this show. Um, but I will say that with the likes of Damien Priest, at this point for me last season, uh, rumoured to be very, very close to cashing in. But with Rollins being off television, uh, well, might be off television, wouldn't be wrestling anyway. Um, I'm having my doubts. It might be a Mania night cash in, if anything. But other than that, I'm not sure. Uh, Nia Jax has been doing strong stuff on television uh, but obviously she's, I think she's going to lose at the Chamber of No Area uh, loses that um, Street Profits are on television every week and wrestling as well but might be put under for the feud so we'll see there uh, I'm not massively excited but I do think they're, we're maybe underestimating a little bit Yeah, I think, that, I think that's fair enough no, like we'd, that, this show obviously does usually go on for about an hour when there's, there's 14 folk to go through well, so we've got only got seven and we do just have the, the SDL host, host left with their tag partners so I think we'll, we'll, we'll tackle Stephen's team next uh, who's he was part of Stacey Smith obviously getting a draft second with the Strathclyde Barton Bellas he has got they have got sorry Cody Rhodes Liv Morgan Trick Williams Julia Hart The Gun Club and Okada, the man, the man himself. Where's he going to end up? Who knows? Do you not want to but, try the first name there, Jack? <laughs> I'd, 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 if, you ha- if, if you want me to. Aye, go ahead. Kazushka Okada. That was nearly as good as Bailey's Japanese last night. Well done. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like I actually could have done that. I should have backed myself more, but you know, I wasn't one to 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 make a fool of myself I any more than well. I usually do. You know what I mean? But obviously. This team has a lot of big hitters, Dave, from what we have seen last season. Trick Williams, without the cap certified, was your highest scoring pick tied with Bailey on 51 points and Cody Rhodes on 50 points. This, they, they are your two folk that are going to carry this team, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, two big big scorers for the, the Barton Bellas here. Uh, I'm predicting this is probably going to be a bit of a juggernaut team, you know, with all the the points, you know, firmly on Cody. Maybe Trick Williams to an extent as well, given that, you know, him and Mello have got a bit of a programme going on the road to, like, WrestleMania stand and deliver. And there's a lot of uh, eyebrows raised. Okay, but maybe I could choose a better phrase there. But, yeah, a lot of uh, hype around Trick Williams. You know, folks saying he could be a main event star in a few years. Definitely potential there. The rest of his team, I'm not overly thrilled about especially with the uncertainty about Okada you know you know trying to decide what, who to sign with and stuff absolutely right Ryan we're kind of taking a look at the, the, the AEW the AEW side of the, the team we've got Julia Hart 
uh, who is the, the TBS champion. I believe she got she did get drafted uh, last last season. I can't I can't remember. I, I'm trying to quickly look from my from my eyes. I don't are, see are, her when uh, any teams from last season. I don't think well, she She's the, t- the TVS champion, and she did seem to have quite a quite a lot of regular. Oh, sorry, Scott. Scott she was Scott at the one in Hart round two. There you go. Eight, Eighteen points. Got fortieth overall. Maybe did, did defend the tail a couple of times, but she does seem to be near the near the tail end this year, and did seem to be appearing a lot more. And now, obviously, the, the Gun Club have formed the the, the Bang Bang Gang or whatever. The, the Gang Bang Gang. The gang bang guy, I, I don't know who fucking knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> to to combat this undisputed kingdom, or I don't, I don't know. I, 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 you can tell just when I'm saying all these names, my dissatisfaction with AEW. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't help myself. I'm so sorry. Can I just I say as well, <laughs> Liv Morgan in round two? I think that's pretty bold, considering you know she's been all. She's been away for a few months now and nobody really knows what her direction is going forward. Particularly when, you know, we've basically been teased that we're going to get Rhea Becky at Mania. Where does that leave Liv? I think maybe they, they could have prioritised maybe drafting Bianca Belair or Tony Storm. Maybe even Jade Cargill to an extent ahead of Liv Morgan in this case. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough one with that. I think there is obviously a lot of like hype with, with Liv Morgan, but I think they're, they're maybe banking on on the raw side. She's probably the number two baby face to Becky Lynch, and will probably be involved in something some way come in there because she's too over not to be. May obviously be um, title related, well, women's title, but it could be like tag title related or something. I'm not sure. But the 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 AW side of things, right? As we we're talking about Julia Hart and the Gun Club, they could potentially be a a quiet points getter, and then obviously we've got the the anomaly of Akada. If he appears, they'll be very happy. So, what's what's your kind of thoughts on the team here? Um, I will honestly say, uh, not exactly my favourite to win. I'll go as far to say that. I do think there's we're maybe leaning on the Cody Rhodes trick Williams a bit much here. Uh, there is obviously the potential for the the points over AEW with Julie Hart and the Gun Club, but I just don't think that would be enough, unfortunately, for Stephen and Stacey. Uh, not the, not, not. I don't think by far it's the uh, the worst team here, uh, but I, I don't I don't see it in the top half anyway, personally. Mm. Yeah, it's too much of a juggernaut team for many a season, and I think this. I think they've too too many gambles. Maybe drafted some people ahead of others in a lot of cases, and trying to bank on Okada appearance is pretty bold. Yeah, well, that's 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 fair enough. We will always at the end. We'll do our usual. Who we think is going to win? Who we think will be the dark horse? And and who we think uh, could be in that kind of bottom fight? But we'll, we'll go. We'll do. We'll do the, the the tag team I'm in next. I was also paired with David Campbell, calling ourselves the Billy Goats. We have Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Sami Zayn, Finn Balor, Dakota Kai, and Sting and Darby Allen as our last round pick. That was I, I would. I won't say anything here. I'll let you do whatever spiel you want to give. Then I'll I'll, I'll chime in at the very end before we move on. Mm. So David, you go first. On paper, it definitely is the strongest, I would say. Especially in the first three, four picks. Because 
I think it just sort of goes ranking wise really well. You know, you probably the best female pick you could ask for. Bray Ripley has got a title defense coming up at Chamber. You've got Bianca, who's likely to go in and do a feud with Jade. Sami Zayn and Finn Balor making good presence on Raw, Dakota Kai, part of damage control. But I was a bit, I was a bit, uh, I wasn't too convinced with the tag team pick of Sting and Darby Allen, given that Sting is set to retire this season. So, but get what your argument was about capitalizing on maybe title points, etc. And maybe Sting goes out on his back, but not the team I would have chosen, but everything else I've got no complaints about. Um, I'll go a little further here. Um, we can't all be nice to you, Jack, so I'll be the bad guy here. Uh, I'm not entirely keen. We had this argument, Jack, in message after Thursday. I don't think Rhea's number one pick. I think it's a bit safe. I think it's a little... You're too afraid of potential storylines, and I think you've... I think you've put yourself a bit in a corner. I think there's more points with uh, maybe... Two, three, and four, Cody Rhodes, Bailey, and Becky Lynch, up until last night with Cody anyway. Um you I think you've you've went for Bianca earlier here, uh, which is a strong pick, which is essentially in any other season a round one pick, right? But rumoured to be wrestling Jade Carco at Mania, but they looked pretty pally last night. So I'm not entirely sure what they're gonna do there. Sammy, an unknown factor, but very strong for round three. Uh, Finn Balor, round four is an absolute steal. Can't really complain with that. That was our bad. We didn't pick them. Uh, Dakota Kai, not wrestling, but very uh, will be around that feud. So strong for rounds five. Um, and my points for round six, uh, Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, not, I've got nothing else more to say other than what David said, to be honest. Uh, but I maybe looked at a couple of our tags before them. Uh, but that's other than that, I do think it's the favourite team. Uh, but I can't let you have your own way and just say this is a good team well done, Jack. So there you go. I think I will say we were originally it was Bailey was in our mind to to draft, but after kind of raw, we were like, oh shit, she might get taken out and she might not be there for a few weeks. We went and see if it were because we know that she's she's going to defend her title of the chamber and she's not going to lose in her home country as a champion, especially when she's got Becky coming up. So that could be huge championship points off the bat to try and build a gap of some sort already. Bianca, like well, behind Bailey, one of the top baby faces in SmackDown, same with Sami Zayn and Raw. Finn Balor, I think him dropping down to round four is an absolute steal. Dakota Kai around damage control, even not fighting, I think it's a great presence on uh, appearance wise. Yeah. And uh, the only question I would ask is we we picked we made the very last round six pick and it had to be a tag team. In that position, what tag team would you two have went for? Personally, uh, I'm looking at AOP and uh, Piper Devon and Chelsea Green. I would have picked them over them, personally. Yeah, I think well, you must have tried picking Chelsea maybe, and Piper. Maybe, for me personally, that would be more of a WWE preference over AEW and I do have more WWE knowledge, so that does cloud my judgment a bit. But that's where I'm at tag team wise. Well, the, we we went we did we also wanted Kabuki Warriors. We'll talk about them next. Uh, to go <laughs> that, that that didn't happen. Uh, we were then we we were then had other teams that we were looking at. We were going to take Jimmy and Solo, but Solo went separately. And Jimmy didn't go draft at all. 
And then we came to the conclusion of stinging Derby Allen as a round six pick. If they win the title on Wednesday, I think still looking at everyone else in round six, that they're maybe competing with Randy Orton. I think stinging Derby Allen is going to be the highest round six pick, which I think wipes the water with what could be of what any other tag team that comes. I think the title points will be absolutely enough. They're going to appear so much before Sting retires, even if they lose at Revolution. I think winning the titles on Wednesday could be vindication, but that's just me back in my pick. We'll go next to the West End booty, Dave. Mm-hmm. You and Matt Smith. As I said, I'll, I'll leave you guys to talk about this one. Kabuki Warriors, R-Truth, Carmelo Hayes, Diona Perazzo, Spare Strickland and Roxanne Perez. Ryan, I'll let you go first. Um, yeah, so <laughs> there's, there's a big uh, circle in my screen just under where it says Matt Smith and David Hockney, where it says Kabuki Warriors. Um, that screams panic pick round one, which is a very alarming, uh, because you're scared to let... Because in my head, right, Kabuki Warriors is a round two pick, maybe round three, because they're going to be involved with the feud with Bailey and Eo, and it's a good points getter, and they will wrestle in matches, not necessarily together, so you're not losing points that way either, right? But I think you've been scared that it'll it'll somebody else like Tom Brock, Robert Shaw, and Scott McLeod and Grant McRobbie pick them up before you get to round two. So I think you've just uh, you've you've thrown your stone in the river immediately, panicked, and you've 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 picked them up. And I think uh, maybe there's a few you could have got before then, and then you've further shown the panic by not putting the captaincy on them, which I think with some. With exception of some circumstances with people being off television or injuries, I'd understand not putting it on a round one pick, but why'd you pick them round one in the first place if that's not what you think the points are? Um, Swear Strickland, I think, is a decent pick up for round five. I think he's doing great things in AW, so I can't complain there. Obviously, Camilo Hayes with t- Trick Williams. Um, you can't really fault Artrus all over Raw and sometimes SmackDown, or in this case, the previous season, the, the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, <laughs> uh, Roxanne Perez, obviously rumoured to come up to even be involved in the Bailey feud. So um, I literally don't know who Parazzo is, so I'm not going to comment on this person. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do question Kabuki round one. I do think Artruth is actually not too bad a shout for round two, but putting the capsule on him, I don't know. I, I did not another way around. Uh, Jack? Uh, I think I think this could be my team to lose this season. I can book it, I get your logic of what you're saying to let them off the board so others couldn't get them. But in the same vein as the argument I made earlier on, there's seven teams drafting here. You could have got so many different folk and probably still could have got Kabuki Warriors round two in the snake draft. I think it's I think it's panic. I think it's you're trying to play the game, but it's a game that can't be played when there's so little teams being made. Artruth round two is an interesting one. I think he could have slipped to round three or round four and you still could have gotten, but I think he's going to get a lot of points regardless. So I think you Yeah, I agree with that. I think you've I think you've saved yourself there. Camelo Hayes is a great pick. Uh, Gosling getting forty two points last season, but he's turning on uh, Trick Williams, obviously, on Sunday. I think they're not going to be much wrestling up until that match at 
uh, stand and deliver where I think he will probably lose. I think Perazzo will lose against Tony Storm at Revolution. Strickland, will, I think, will be a great pick. I think he, he'll beat Hangman Page on Wednesday, and I think potentially he can even beat Joe at uh, Revolution. And then I think Roxanne Perez as well could potentially fall victim to a loss on tomorrow. But where does that leave her? I don't know. I think there's a lot of uncertainty in your team, Dave, and I think there could have been smart strategy in your drafting with Matt. Yeah, I hear that. But the reason we chose the Kabuki Warriors round one was simply because we wanted to get two strong female picks off the board so that nobody else could grab them, you know? And what's with all the, the team chat about you saying, oh, Dave plays too safe, he's a he's a risk analyst, he has to be boring, be safe, etc. And now I'm taking a, taking a few risky picks with my new tag team partner and you're, you're giving me shit for it, like... Nah, I'm not having that. I, Round one, though. That's just panic merchant written all nah, over. Nah, 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 nah. I disagree. I, Matt and I discussed this beforehand, and we said, yeah, if they're going to be firmly in the damage control feud, you know, we need to get a couple of champions off the board, and we want to get two strong female picks off the board, so that screws everybody over. So, And then the other tricks going forward, we went with mid cards because I think, you know, I think they're going to be slept on given so many high-profile injuries this season. And... Carmelo and Swerve, I think, were uh, were definitely high up on our collection. So I'm I'm glad we were able to get Swerve for round five. Our truth, I think, is probably going to be the the comic relief in what is quite a, a dark time for WWE, which is why we put the captaincy on him first. You know, we test the water with appearance points. They may get a cheeky win out there somewhere with awesome truth. So I think the potential is there, and you know what. We've been a bit risky with some of our selections, given the position we were drafting from. And I'll admit, it's not the best looking on paper, but I think that this uh, this team just might surprise you all. Well, Dave, last but not least, is V squared with Ryan Lewis and Gary Kernahan. They have Bailey, Eosky, Braunbreaker, Naomi, Andrade, El Idolo, and Imperium. A filled out A team going into WrestleMania. I think this is quite a good team. The dynamics pretty interesting between Bailey and Eo Sky, obviously because of the the Rumble victory last season. Bailey shot herself up to joint first with fifty one points overall. Uh, Eo Sky, I believe, got how many? She got twenty points overall for herself last season. That's right. Yep. I don't think she would defend the title up until the end. I don't think she'll wrestle much up until then. And when she does, she'll lose to Bailey. But I think Bailey, Captain might offset that loss. Uh, Braun Breaker, I think, is a great pick. Great, great pick. I think there's, I think there's potential that he'll, he'll win the Dusty Classic. I think he'll go to SmackDown. There's potential that he appear in both NXT and SmackDown for a good pick with Baron Corbin. I think this is a fantastic pick round three. Uh, Naomi and Andrade, there's a lot of uncertainty. Also, they've not they've not they've not been in the draft in, in ages, so you don't really know the, that program. And, and I think round six taking Imperium, we need to take a tag team. I think there's not many better tag teams you could pick at that stage. Mm, I don't know. I'm a bit uncertain about the Imperium selection, given that um, you know Ludwig Kaiser has sort of broken out on his own a little bit, so there might not be as much interaction between Kaiser and Vinci. 
this season, but it looks like they could be going into a feud with the New Day. So there is every possibility, you know, they might get a few tag team points there. Ron Breaker and Naomi, I think, very good picks for third and fourth round, given that, you know, Ron made a huge impact in the uh, in the Royal Rumble and he looks to win the Dusty Cup. Naomi signing with SmackDown as well, a great return to be had. Definitely a very big sleeper pick in past seasons in a lot of ways and someone who's been heavily underutilised in WWE, but hopefully under Triple H's regime, she gets a bit more exposure, a bit more, a bit more of a stronger booking. I'm in, I'm in two minds about the selection for Bailey and Io Sky. I mean, Bailey round one, I think that was a no-brainer. So yeah, that was a good call. But also picking up Io Sky, who she's just chosen to select to face at Mania. Mm. I, I get it. You know, it's two sides of the same match and stuff. You know, it, they cancel each other out. But the captaincy on the favoured winners. I suppose it does help a little bit. But um, again, it's the same with the Bard Bellas. Could they prioritise somebody else, maybe like Timeless Tony Storm over at Eosky in this instance? Oh, no. Absolutely not. I think that's a no-brainer. I wouldn't go Tony Storm for Eosky. Even when you just said, well, even when Jack just said, uh, you know, she might not defend the title as frequently and, uh, you know, she's pretty much going to be in bubble wrap until Mania. Yeah, she might be, but she's also going to be involved in perhaps the second biggest storyline in SmackDown. So I, I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, I'll, I'll even go further. See this whole picking both sides of a feud? Like, I don't get what's wrong with that. I know you're are looking at, oh, but one of them's got to lose, right? But that works with every other wrestler you pick for every other round and every other stable or um, whatever show you're watching, you're going to have people losing anyway. So the fact that Bailey versus Eo Sky, I've put the cast on the probable winner at WrestleMania, the person's going to be wrestling more. So the wrist is going to be limited. There's a little thing for you, Davey, because I know you like your wrist management. So do I. But um, I think we've made the correct choice. Um, and I think Eo Sky will outscore Tony Storm by a fair bit. So that's, my, wow. that's, my, that's my gripe on that. I just, the whole, oh, don't pick them because you've already picked the other person. That's just bullshit, to be honest. It's not an actual argument to be made. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's just interesting for the season we're in. I think it would work, potentially work better in a longer season, like the transfer window season. Uh, but I, as I said, they're going to, like the the Kamsi pages will offset the points you might not get with Sky. So I think it, it could still work out fine. But we are at that time where we're, uh, we need to pick our winners, our dark horse, and who we think will be competing at the bottom end of the table. So uh, Ryan, I'll come to you first. Who's your winner for the season? Who's your dark horse, and who's your who's your uh, your, your your bottom feeder? I think it would be daft not to say the Billy Goats is the favourite. Uh, so I'll go with them as your, your winner. I think the unfortunate bottom will be... I'm interested to write the words for myself there. Uh, I have to go for the draft bastards and Tom Brock and Robert Shaw. It's just... I, I, no, do you know what? No, I'm going to switch that. I'm going to go for Strathlade, Barton, Bells. I'm just... There's more potential points for draft bastards, so I'm not going to... Uh, bring them down too much. I've got to go with Stacey and Stephen, I think. Uh, I just don't think they've got enough to go over the, the finish line, I think, a bit more. I think Dark Horse-wise, we can... Two guys and some dice, like, 
even though there's dice involved in draft from last, I think that's, I feel like, a consistent team going into Mania. Um, so I've got to go for Scott and Grant for your team to look out for. What about yourself, Dave? Oh, it's tough because there's quite a few good teams on paper here. Um, I think the winners... I'm going to go with the linchpins. I think you can't sleep on the Becky Lynch Elimination Chamber performance, you know, to at least get a few points. I mean, that single-handedly carried Scott to his first win in season four, I believe. Yeah, yeah, season four when he picked Shayna Baszler and she just cleaned house as a result. So, yeah, I'll very reluctantly, I'll say the linchpins to win this season. Bottom of the table, I'm also... hmm, I'm in the same mind as Ryan here. I'm stuck between the Draft Bastards and the Barden Bellas. So I think currently, just because they're operating technically one person short, I will also say the Barden Bellas will finish bottom. And the Dark Horse, I'm going to say Billy Goats. I think without being able to say my uh, and David Campbell's team I won't say them but I think our winners will be the linchpins if I can't say our team I you think can say your team Cor- if you want no 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 I won't I, won't, <laughs> I, won't do I would that, I think <laughs> I think the the dark horse is I would I would go either D squared or just two guys and some drafting dice and some dice, sorry. And I think our losers will be the West End or the draft bastards. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry. If it wasn't that. for Swift Strickland, I'd have said you as well, David, to be honest. <laughs> that is that is that for our analysis show, though. We are back scoring from Monday. We are back going breaking all the scores down next Saturday. So please tune in then. I will say gentlemen, good luck for the season, your respective tag teams. And we will see you. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. Thanks for not saying it back or whatever. No. Trying, to good, trying to encourage good sportsmanship and you slap it back in my face. Oh, do, you know do you know what, Jack? I wish you absolute all the best. Well done. You've done so well. Well done. See, that's a nice guy, Dave. You need to learn, that. You need to learn from that. Hey, I'm just clapping here. Like, <laughs> and besides, why should I wish you good luck when you said I'm going to finish bottom? I still wish you good luck. At uh, least you've if, got Matt Smith and the Vibes. That's all I can say, because that's all the team's got. If it isn't, Dave, that means if you don't finish last, that's a win in my eyes. So, that's mm, good luck, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, okay. Twist it however but, you want. But, uh, Dave, Ryan, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank ah, you for having us. And we will be back pleasure. next week, as I said, for doing the draft. We will see you next time. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.